All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Can you see Did you The puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. It only... You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, the reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I'm one of the men in Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What a Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. 
Ding dong. Use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D's, all one word, CONVODD. That will get you 25% off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is David Quadrelli. I'm joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Our technical producer is Alex Allard. This is the Canucks conversation. And hey, it was a big win for those Vancouver Canucks in Denver, my friend. Yeah, not in a good mood, though. Tell me. Is it, is, are you going to start with this again? What 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 are you in a bad mood about? Well, today's Thanksgiving in the United States of America. Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday because you don't have to buy gifts, but you still get a turkey dinner out of it. Sure. I'm not going to be having turkey dinner tonight. I'm going to be having... What am I going to be having? Probably stir fry again. Actually, no, I'm having a pita. Pita and uh, chicken and, and, and uh, tzatziki stuff, which is a good meal. One of those... Do you have these in your house where it's like a... A meal that you pretty much have like at least once a week. Like we have, we do Korean taco, uh, Korean tacos, like the little taco kit. We do the Korean tacos like once a week for sure. Nice. We've mixed in this, this stir fry that I'm doing here with the snow peas, the snow peas. I tell you, I love the snow peas. Uh, and pita is like every second week we do like chicken pitas. Mm. Okay. So that's where I'm having tonight. I'm not having a turkey. I'm, I'm fine with it. We have the regular meal. The regular meal for me, like we have it multiple times a week, is chicken with either rice or mashed potatoes. Yeah, you have that a lot. You got yeah, the leftovers with the a lot. Brussels sprouts and bacon. Oh, it's so good. Mm. Anyways, um, chicken breast though. You just do straight chicken breast. Yeah, you go to Costco. You get the big pack. What's the What's the one part of things like? Because I I I get jealous of the the Thanksgiving meals. I miss the stuffing. I like the stuffing and the potatoes. I have a box of stuffing that I've been waiting to make, and I yeah. think I'm just going to make it tonight. Like I, I'm making sure. steak tonight. You can have stuffing with a yeah. chicken breast. I think that's totally fine. Yeah, I'm going to have stuffing. Stuffing doesn't get used enough in regular days. It's it's a it's a big holiday thing for sure. Everyone loves their yeah. Uh, their stuff, but yeah, I mean, like you know, I'm I'm going to have some stuffing tonight with some steak. Canucks convo next year. Sterling says should have. Uh, I should go over stateside for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm waiting on the the government here. All the higher ups in the world, they're all they all out to get me. The Nation Network guys, the government. I'm waiting on my passport to come back now. So, uh, I've heard some people said it takes uh, like I sent it off probably probably a month ago, maybe a little bit more than yeah, a month. It's, uh, it's gonna be a while, I think. But then I'll they'll be I'll be back uh, I'll be back down there. Go and make make a run down to uh, Target there. I got to pick up some of these instead of sending my fiance down to the states all the time. What the heck's going on here, Alex? It's not Alex's fault. Well, I, yeah, you're right. You're I can't so, blame Alex on everything. You know, someone, Lisa, I think it was Lisa. Or no, it wasn't Lisa. It was Knucklehead jumped in the chat yesterday and said, I love how uh, I love how Quads has to keep Faber in check on the show now. Like, I'm like babysitting you. Tomorrow <laughs> is the first show without me. And it's just you and oh, Harmon tomorrow. That could go off the rails. Yeah, Because we'll you know what? That There's no game to talk about. Like, we got a game to preview, which we'll get to. But I think Harmon's a little bit better at keeping it on the rail. He's probably better than you at keeping it on the rail. Because sometimes yeah, I, except- can, I can rope you into my nonsense yeah, and get you going into that direction. <laughs> but sometimes you keep it on the on the rails. Well, that's the thing is Harmon. Harmon, you know, and you got to make sure he stops feeling this way. But Harmon always feels like he's a guest on the show. Mm. He doesn't want to drive the bus, which no. is fine. I get it. But... Someone's got to drive the bus with you because it can't be you, unless you smarten up. We'll see. It thinks it for the YouTube folks. They think my can's the green screen here. Sorry, podcast listeners. Sorry, podcast listeners. Sorry, quads. Sorry, live stream viewers. Sorry, Alex. Sorry, Alex. Exactly. Alex Alex deserves the biggest apology uh, of all. Okay. Um, So let's let's get into this. The Vancouver Canucks had a win last night in Denver. Where do you want to start on that game? Because I got some thoughts on this. Look at this. Nice job, Alex. Uh, This this graphic here looks beautiful. Let's get started with uh, the interesting guys who scored. Uh, That Ethan Bear goal, I tell you, holy. 
I like the Canucks had that. Uh, they tweeted out the video of the the other angle that they had from I guess like somebody near the uh, the glass or whatever taking the the shot from that angle. That was just a beautiful shot. Uh, game winner there, obviously for Ethan Bear, but big night for Sheldon Dries. Who is eighth on the Canucks in scoring now? Wild, which is a wild thought in its own right. But I, I thought it was um, just a, a good performance. I mean, they battled back uh, against a team that is the defending Stanley Cup champions. Were able to come back from a, a deficit. The interesting thing was outscoring that Avalanche team four to one at even strength, three to one at five on five, and then they obviously had the four on four goal, which was like when when I saw the players come over the boards, I'm like, what the heck is Sheldon Dries? And I believe. Was it Dakota? No, Niels Amon, I think it might have been. It was two players that didn't really make sense being out there at four on four. And then they score. So whatever, you know, this is why I'm not an NHL coach. This is why Bruce Boudreaux is the coach. But big night, two points for Ethan Bear, two points for OEL, two points for Sheldon Dries. Uh, good night for those guys, I tell you. And, and he, OEL, like, uh, didn't have the best game for, for being a dog. There was definitely some mistakes and some some things where he looks like an absolute liability watching some of those. Play. There was the one play where JT Comfort just skated a circle around OEL. And in my mind, I was like, oh, man, man Mika Rantanen can fly. And I was like, wait, that's not Rantanen. That's JT Comfort <laughs> just, like, absolutely skating a circle around OEL. So he had his struggles for sure. But he had two primary assists uh, in that game as well. So I thought that some of the guys stepped up when um, – you know, you got your goal from Bo Horvat. It's uh, pretty much just a lock at this point. But, yeah, exactly. But I tell you, to, to see a goal from Ethan Bear, to see a goal from Sheldon Dries, up to this point in the season, you got you got to be pretty happy with what Ethan Bear is looking like on this team for sure. And listen, Dries has had some ups and downs, but I think he's playing because because he's like a, he's an offensive center, right? Like that's what he is. He he might not be like an NHL offensive center, but his. His bread and butter is being a center and being offensive. And right now, the Canucks kind of need that role in their third line because look at the wingers that he's playing with, right? It, it, there, I think that there is a reason why Curtis Lazar isn't in that spot because I think that Boudreaux probably trusts Dries to bring a little bit more offense than Curtis Lazar and play with those two players. And you can say what you want about that line. I don't think they were excellent throughout the game, but, yeah, that's got to feel good for Sheldon Dries scoring that goal. And, I, could, I, you know, Great guy. Dealt with him a lot out there in Abbotsford last year. Nice to see him get a shot. And I think so far up to this point in the season, expectations were low on what Dries is going to do. And I think he's met them at least. He's met those low expectations for oh, me yeah. up to this point. Yeah. He's playing but like he's had, he's had some bad games too. What was he? Minus five a couple. He was on the yeah. ice for five goals against the other a few nights ago. Like, whoa, He's looking like uh, Sheldon Rempel right now. Well, Sheldon Rempel. Yeah, he's playing for the Silver Knights right now. He's looking good too. Okay. Um, I wanted to talk about this because you, you just brought up the third line. Let's talk about another forward line last night. Okay. The Pedersen, Mikheyev, and Kuzmenko trio. They obviously get started really early. They open the scoring with Ilya Mikheyev scoring a pretty nice goal. I didn't uh, even have my prawns open by the time I was sitting down to to watch that one. Uh, Pretty nice goal after PD kind of took advantage of a bit of a miscue, I'd say, between Kale McCarr and Devon Taves. Like, I don't think Taves wanted to knock that puck down the way it went. Uh, and PD was, you know, right there to kind of knock it back in front. Nobody was there to cover Mikheyev. Mikheyev opens the scoring, I believe, nine seconds in uh, to that game. Whatever it was. How, how many seconds? You're shaking your head at me. Uh, wasn't it like 16 seconds? Okay. Okay. Thanks for that. Well, no, no, and not even like trying to make fun of you or anything, but like, the the thing that was funny, so here, I got the, the tweet right in front of me here. I thought this was hilarious. Okay, it was 21 seconds into the game. And okay. the, the Canucks PR account tweets out, Ilya Mikheyev's opening goal just 21 seconds in marks the 14th fastest goal to start a road game in Canucks history. What kind of stat is that? The hey. 14th fastest in road <laughs> Canucks game history. Hey, you know what? That's one of those stats where it's like, this is his 
fourth RBI in a seventh inning that started between seven and eight p.m. Eastern time on a Wednesday. Like these are the like, what kind of stat is this? They, and like the hey, Canucks PR never tweets out that's, these that's stats. My point. What that's are they my, doing? That's my point. Is they never tweet out stats. So I saw that. I was like, huh? I was like, <laughs> what? What is going on here? But hey, kudos to them. I love that they're doing that rather than just mysteriously tweeting, you know uh, avoiding hilarious. tweeting the words day off after a big loss That's or whatever true. it is that they usually tweet. That tweet, like the tweet shouldn't have been sent by them. That should have been like how Francesco Aquilini makes his return to Twitter. <laughs> it's just like, wow, Ilya McKayev's opening goal. That's who should have tweeted out this ridiculously random stat. But like 14th fastest to start a road game in history. What are you, what are you talking about? When are we going to see what are you Francesco doing? tweet again? Uh, a couple more wins. I bet you'll get. Uh, you he'll think be so? Coming out. Yep. Below 500? Like, a couple more wins still doesn't get this team above 500. No, but I bet he, it gets uh, Frankie to start to believe. I, I really I really would like to see... Because, hey, you know what? If you're scoreboard watching in November, which we all are, mm-hmm. right? The Canucks right now are pretty close to a playoff spot. <laughs> like Three points out. I understand there's, there's games in hand on the teams above them, and those teams also haven't gotten off to the starts they expected. They're going to be getting better, you would assume. But... Hey, right now, the St. Louis Blues only have 20 points in the season. Canucks got 17, mm. right? Like, they're close. They're three points out of a playoff spot. And again, they're not, we're not starting the whole team playoffs thing on this show. But not yet. Not yet. what I'm saying is I would really love for the return to Twitter for Francesco Aquilini to be uh, back in a playoff spot, baby, oh. as soon as they sneak into that second wild card spot. Yeah, you know, Francesco could lean into it. He could have some fun. I'd like him to have totally. Some he should. He'd be good. Absolutely. But uh, Alex has got a great graphic up here in front of us here, just looking at some of the stuff for the Canucks. And, it, and goal scoring has not been a problem, right? We're looking at uh, goals per game right now, three and a half. That's seventh in the league. Uh, goals against per game, three point nine, which is thirtieth in the league. That is the problem. So I'd be. I my question to you, and we'll get to the some more quarterway check ins here in a little bit. But um, is it easier to fix scoring or getting scored on? Do you think? Because the Canucks don't need to really fix scoring. They're seventh in the league for putting yeah, up goals. It's an interesting question. But I think in the past, the thing that I've hated about this Canucks team is their inability to score at 5-on-5. Five five. And they're not really doing that. They are scoring. It's it's the goals that they're giving up. And, and you know that's why these two goal leads have, have just disappeared so often. It's because you're the third worst team in the league for giving up goals. Yeah. I mean... And Bryce says in the chat, look at the goalies there at the stats. Like... Demko, right? Like, yeah, if Demko's, Demko's playing, not even playing like he was last year, just playing above 900. Yeah, above 900. You're talking about a very different looking record and a very different looking team. And hey, don't look now. Spencer Martin's 5 1 and 1 on the season. Ooh. And his save percentage is now 9 0 1 on the season. And again, I'm All not going to. All he gonna, does is win. I don't want to take it away from what you were saying because you brought up a good point about fixing defense. Depends who you ask, right? Like,. If you bring in a defensive coach, and this is the point that we keep bringing up, Harm, Harm's brought up a few times. Like we've seen what happens. He'll when be this here team, tomorrow, by the way. Harm. Yeah, you're, when this team when this team plays super defensive systems, we kind of see what happens. Like we saw it with Travis Green, right? And the result was you score less, but you also give up less goals. But they were losing a lot of games just by one or two. Their penalty kill was hurting them a lot. It's hard because the way I look at this team right now, Chris, is that. They have four holes in their boat, and this boat represents the team. And they have three plugs. Let's say two plugs, okay? I'd say they got more than that. Oh, sorry. I'm making, making a joke there. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, good one. Anyway. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, anyway. Um, 
it feels like they have two or three plugs and you know they can plug one up and no matter what they do is when they plug it up they have to take the plug out of somewhere else another hole so when Jim Rutherford comes out and says stuff about structure and you start hearing stuff about a coaching change and how if we play with structure we'd be able to defend better yeah maybe that's true but it might come at the expense of offense right and again like it's not Bruce Boudreaux's systems that are deciding the Canucks don't have a penalty killer who can win a faceoff and then go out and reliably kill a penalty. Like, Elias Pettersson's been fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Can't win a draw. Bo Horvat wins the draw, isn't the best penalty killer, right? Like, you need more than that. Because right now, Bo Horvat and Elias Pettersson, and, you know, largely on the back of Elias Pettersson, to be clear, is this team's best penalty killer. And that's their best penalty killing unit. But... Again, it all comes back down to these holes in the lineup or in the on the roster construction as a whole, really, right? Like, like let's say you go out and get a defensive... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alex with the flex seal pull. You go out and you put a little bit of flex seal in one hole, right? But then it breaks because you bought the cheap stuff. It wasn't the real flex seal. It breaks, but you filled another hole. You're still adding water to your boat. Like, you're still going down. And that's what it feels like for this Canucks team right now is... You might get different results if two of the holes are plugged. Because right now, let, let's let's say this properly. Thatcher Demko is a hole for this team right now, right? The defensive play in front of him is a hole. That's two holes. I'm thinking Thatcher Demko is going to come up and plug one of these holes. I think Thatcher Demko is going to turn around. I've been saying it for a while now, but I think it's going to happen. Uh, you've got Spencer Martin who you know plugged the hole in a couple of his starts already, right? I'd say he plugged the hole last night. You plug the hole there, and then you start to see a team that, okay, maybe we can start to hang a little bit more, but you're still... That's, that's key, though, is just to hang around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're still... Hey, full full marks to the Canucks. They took on the Colorado Avalanche after what could have been a pretty demoralizing defeat to the Vegas Golden Knights. Full marks to the Canucks. I know Colorado's banged up, but I don't, I don't knock... Uh, knock teams for beating teams that are banged up because hey Colorado Colorado banged up is still a fantastic team oh, just yeah. to be clear uh, also I'm waiting to see what happens with Evan Rodriguez that was a scary little thing that happened mm. kind of got uh, Miller looked like Miller's skate kind of clipped him kicked his uh, skate I'm losing scary my train stuff. of thought but you understand what I'm saying yeah is, Commander Vander at a good point there's more hole than boat right now as we yeah of- yeah exactly and again it, it's just hard to it's hard to just pin it on one thing, which is why I say you need to, you know, you need to plug all of these holes and that's going to take time. It's going to take hard work. It's not going to be just your quick fixes. And again, like that's kind of how this roster has been constructed for the past 10, whatever, how many years is just plugging whatever hole you see. And then you look at that hole and you're like, this is done. And then the water starts to fill up and you look over there and you see there's more water coming in because another hole popped up, and then you go focus on that one, but then another hole popped up. Yeah, it reminds me of my old Sea of Thieves days. Someone's going to count there. how many times I've said holes. Well, Marcus has got a good point. I'm getting uncomfortable with how many times Quads is saying holes. Yes, you're a big hole man today, Quads, and we're, I don't know if we're going to keep going down this hole thing. Well, you, you get but, what I mean. And a lot of people are bringing it up. Like it, it is interesting to have that sort of metaphor of talking about it of like, yeah, there's a lot of holes, but it's also just like maybe you just need a new boat, right? You know, like you, how many times? Listen, I used to have this old boat called the Bass Slayer, and that thing was great. But then by like three summers into it, had so many holes and little leaks that it was like, we got to get a new boat, okay? So you and blew we got it up. New, well, no, I sold it to my buddy Steve for 50 <laughs> bucks, and uh, he's still, I think he's so still Steve, trying to do it. So Steve is the Lou Lamorello uh, yeah, of your friend Steve, crew. Yeah, he's the boat's OEL, and I sent it off to my buddy Steve. <laughs> he's taking the boat. But uh, yeah, like I... I 
I'm with you, and it's it's interesting because there's times where you could plug the holes. You can plug all the holes in certain games. I don't think you can plug the holes all season long, and that's what the Canucks team should be reaching towards, right? Like, yes, yeah. it was, listen, last night was great, right? That was an awesome game. It, it was great to see that team come together and, and beat the defending Stanley Cup champions on on a night where they outplayed them at even strength and just were able to come back and, and have a good game and have some players step up into positions and make good plays like OEL. Um, and it just, but at the same time, like though there was a good game for OEL with a couple of primary assists, there was still a bunch of, of mistakes, bunch of holes in OEL's game. You all right over there? The chat's just cracking me up. Everybody's talking about plugging holes. Yeah. We're not, uh, no more hole chat here yeah. on the show. Today. All right. Um, get to you're the, right. You're right. All right. What final thing I wanted to get to this. What are your thoughts on Niels Huglander with uh, Miller and Horvat last night? And second part of this question, what, why not Vasily Podkolzin? Because Sheldon Dry's in the lineup, man. No, but why not Vasily Podkolzin instead of Huglander? I like Huglander. I also really like Podkolzin. I just think that Podkolzin makes more sense with JT Miller. Yeah. And that's more specific. But again, I, but you're that, getting But you're right, but, and I know you, you always say this. You like Niels Huglander a lot with Horvat, but I also like I like Podkolzin with Miller. Yeah, but you so, don't you don't construct a line being like, well, this winger who doesn't really defend is going to be really good for Pod Colson, or Pod Colson is going to be really great for this winger who doesn't defend. Sure, but if you to were, me, if you were you say this young winger we have mm-hmm. works really well with our captain and our leading goal scorer, who's not going to be here for very long by all indications. Let him grow his game and get confidence playing with the top center. Like I, I think before you send him off, I think you have to you have to play. Niels Huglander with Bo Horvat right now. And again, like you're asking me for my thoughts of last night. It was okay. You could tell it was like a very, you know, very early chance for them. You know what I mean? Like they they need to play a little bit longer is what I'm trying to say mm. for me to have a full kind of sample size. And that's what this team should be doing. Like the team won with Niels Huglander on that line. And we're going to get to Elias Pettersson in a shutdown role because I love that. And we'll talk about it in a sec. But this team's got to be playing its young guys, right? And again, Vasilipod Colson, again, you, you kind of look at him and say, well, he can play with anybody. Niels Huglander's not a fourth liner, right? And I think Vasilipod Colson is growing his game more if he's playing on a fourth or third line than Niels Huglander is if he's playing on a fourth or third line, just based on how those two play. I like Niels Huglander with Bo Horvat, and I don't think, well, he plays well with JT Miller is enough reason for me to say, well, sure, it should be Pod Colson in the lineup. Also, both of them should be in the lineup. Yeah, I think they should both be in the lineup. But I think looking at the forward group yesterday, and you're going to like this quads, as a whole, they were pretty good together. Uh, and even against, like, they're matching up against a really good team. So uh, I, I think we might be back to that on Saturday. I'd be, would you be surprised to see a change? Pod Colson come in the lineup? Uh, I I would be surprised, but here's my think... Here's my take. What if it's Garland? Would Garland be the one to go out again? Oh. Like, he's already been healthy scratch this year. Yeah, Garland, and he got banged up on the hand. Like you yeah. could see, it was. It looked like you know that's a finger between two sticks, getting banged out there. So yeah, and we'll talk about we'll talk about Carl, Connor Garland's goal that got taken away mm-hmm. because people in the chat are asking me to explain it. But oh, like, no, no. Garland coming out, uh, like Neil Zaman's been a good story. Neil Zaman's been a good story. Part of our poll question. I would rather see Curtis Lazar go back to center. Mm. Neil Zaman come out, just even if it's just for a game or two. Yeah, and, and you know what? I don't think Zaman's had a. I think it would be. I think his play over the past handful of games hasn't been as good as it was to start. The yeah, year. I exactly. Think, I think a night off could benefit. Yeah, and again, I'm with you there. Dakota Joshua is the guy that's kind of swapping in and out during line rushes. And he's, with he's taking faceoffs. I've noticed on like more consistently on the strong side 
Dakota Joshua is taking the face yeah. off when he's on the right side of yeah. his own zone. He, he's taking the face off instead of Amon because I think he has a strong forehand, kind of in the similar way to JT Miller, who he just yeah. like swings forehand and brings it back. Like Joshua kind of does the same thing. Joshua played center in St. Louis. Yep. And, oh, and it was funny because last night, Amon got waved out of a face off and Lazar and Joshua kind of looked at each other and Lazar waved to Joshua and was basically like, go take that yeah, draw. Like we're all sort of centers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, okay, rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get to, uh, 20 games into the season. It's time for the quarterway check-in on uh, on the season. And here's a graphic I built of Quarterway Elementary School, which is where I went to school. So we are at the quarterway point right now. And there's some photos of my childhood that I've included here into the YouTube. That's my old school. That's me with a bu- the book of kites at uh, one of my birthdays. Uh, and that is a grade uh, 7 class photo of mine with uh, Jax McDonald, actually, friend of the show. He's also in that photo right there. You can see him back there. Meet him. Fantastic. He that's also not a real sign, is it? Like the quarterway cougar sign there? That's not real. That's uh, that's the logo on the right there. I just added that in. Okay. And that beautiful mural on the bottom there, that's right at our school right there. Quarterway Cougars. That's not real. Oh, yeah. You, you Okay. Sorry. <laughs> that's an old photo. Yeah. I, I see that it's now on the road and obviously mm. it's not real. I, the way. Yeah. Okay. Spirit Week and uh, Crazy Hair Day. And Pajama Day. That's not how you spell pajamas, is it? Yeah, it is. Is it? Yes. Pajama. Telling Aaron to clip that. I don't clip that. Aaron's our clip guy, by the way, folks. We never talk about him. We only talk about Alex, but Aaron's mm-hmm. our clip guy. Uh, he clips stuff for us. So shout out Aaron. Don't be clipping. The- I'm clipping that. That's going on Twitter. Pajama day. Pajama. All right. Let's okay. Get to it. Quarter let's start. Let's start with the. Uh, let's start with the poll question. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Um, because I think that kind of is an interesting way to start the quarter check-in to the season. The quarterway check-in, as I'm calling it. Shout out to my old elementary school there. Uh, so our, our poll question is, which is the most surprising stat up to this point in the season? Um, after 20 games, I should say. Quarterway mark. Uh, Bo Horvat with 16 goals. Thatcher Demko with a 2-9-2 record with an 8-83 save percentage. Or, as we mentioned earlier, Neil Zaman playing in all 20 of the games. Let's see what Alex has to say here. How's Alex feeling? Is he angry today? Is he Horvat today? Is he Almond today? What is he like? He's going with Demko. 
Yeah, I, I have to agree with the Alex majority. Alex is a man of the people. Yeah, majority of voters, 67%, say Demko uh, and his record and his save percentage have been the biggest surprise. Bo Horvat at 16 goals has been uh, second biggest surprise, according to the voters, uh, and then eight 0.2% of people say they are angry. Neil Simon playing 20 games. That was surprising like, a lot of people. It was like 80 votes in, and there wasn't one vote for Amon yet. And I was like, damn, I couldn't think of another stat to like put in there to round it out. Because I think this is this is a two-horse race here. Is is PD being over a point per game surprising at all? No, that's why I didn't want to put it in there. Because I yeah. don't think that's surprising. No, I, think I agree si- with like, you. Listen, I knew Horvath was going to score some goals. 16 and leading the league is not what I expected. Yeah. Demko's obviously very surprising as well. I think I'm with the people on this one. Yeah. Uh, we Demko should also two, nine, and two should also mention that our poll question is brought to you by the oh. great folks over at Atlas Goods, yep. locally owned and operated. You can go to atlasgds.com, use promo code CC15 for there 15% off your first order of Pop Ryan, the perfect zero carb snack. Make them in your microwave or air fryer. They are like pork rinds you've never had before. Check them out, atlasgds.com, free shipping on any order over $50. Just like Zephyr. Okay, uh, so the poll question. Yeah, honestly, no surprises there. Like, no surprises about what's surprising people. Thatcher Demko has been a surprise. He's been a negative surprise this year. And, and a again, hole, a hole, as you would say. He's just shown so many signs of climbing out of it, right? Like, there's been sequences where you look and you say, okay, the movement there, it's it's all there. Like, it's, it's all there. So what's going wrong for him? And again, it, it, it feels like it's almost... It feels like it's almost all between the ears for Thatcher Demko right now, right? Like, and it's just something he has to get out of because right now he's he's still in it. And you know what? I think of it to just to kind of spin the goalie talk here a little bit too. I also think it's between the ears for Spencer Martin, and it's like he's not playing incredible hockey. He's not playing lights out. His save percentage is just over nine hundred. But I think between the ears, he's like he's getting wins, and I think that's the thing that's boosting his confidence. When you look at Demko at nine two and two, wait, what did I say? Two nine and too that's what i should say yeah like i think the the results and just how things are playing out in front of them that's what's costing them big time uh commander vander jumped in the chat with a nickname for thatcher demko thatcher the whole okay no <laughs> let's drop the whole thing the whole thing yeah okay um yeah i mean what can you really say about the goaltending right now it's who gets the start like oh baby back to back coming up Spencer Martin, I think, like, I think you give Demko a chance against Vegas, right? Like, you play Demko in Vegas, and Spencer Martin gets the second half of the back-to-back. It's going to be a tough back-to-back. Like, San Jose, you know, I know their record isn't pretty, but, like, they're not a bad team. They're not horrible. They're going to they're gonna give them a run for their money, especially on the second half of a back-to-back. Like, it's not going to be an easy win for the Canucks in San Jose. I just, re- I just realized I'm going to have to miss Pickleball on Sunday. Okay. Forgot about the back-to-back on Sunday. Yeah, I don't think it really matters, honestly. What do you, what? I can't have uh, I can't have things outside of the sport that I enjoy. Well, I'm I'm talking to you about something about the Canucks and you oh, I'm, yeah, pickleball. Don't don't bring up I the racket. The ra- Put the, the racket, racket down. The racket Put again. the racket down. I need to play. Okay. Um. Anything else from the quarterway check-in that surprises you? Because I know um Jeff Patterson tweeted. Well, it here, out, no. Back I, to sorry. I I don't know. I brought the pickleball thing, but to what you asked. Like, I don't think it matters who starts which one. I think you go Demko for maybe what you said, like between the ears sort of thing, the mental part of the game. I think you will probably want him to go back against Vegas and be like, hey, like, you know, I want to get one back off of a team that just, uh, you know, gave him a little whooping there. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like that's why I keep saying, give it to give it to Demko. Like, yeah. let's see. but then you go back to Martin on Sunday. No questions in my eyes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, after twenty games, J Pat tweeted this out. Uh, twenty game mark year. Um, last year compared to this year, Canucks have fourteen points in the standings at this time last year with forty six goals for and sixty five goals against. Mm-hmm. This season, seventeen points in the standings with seventy goals and seventy eight goals against. Again. Uh, 24 additional goals for the Canucks and uh, three points more in the stands. And hey, the Canucks are benefiting from the Western Conference being a pretty, basically a tire fire right oh, now. Yeah. Like you look at the standings. West is not it's best close, right now. but here's the thing is they're not close to a playoff spot because they've gone on some sort of heater. Mm. They're close to a playoff spot, but they're also really close to the bottom of the league too, right? Like it's very close. They're, they're very close to being, you know, kind of right in that spot. Like they're four points Four points ahead of the Anaheim Ducks mm. for the bottom spot in the league. So it's it's close. It could go either way. That's and like you know what? It's entertaining at least. I think I know where a lot of people want it to go. Now with Connor Bedard yeah. in town doing his interviews today, we had to miss it unfortunately because uh, we got to do this this show here. Uh, Connor Bedard saying today, I think it was Randeep that asked him uh, that he still tries to we'll watch Randeep on the show here one yeah. of these days. Tries to watch as many Canucks games as he can. So guy already knows the systems. Although I don't think it'll matter much. Mm, yeah, let's try and get. Some <laughs> yeah, it ones. won't matter much by the time Bedard's here. Let's. Uh, I, I did build a graphic for the Canucks stats and some of the interesting ones that stuck out to me. Alex, you can pull this one up. The uh, the stats twenty games into the season here. Um, yeah, I think that the obviously the the big one to me that sticks out just stat wise has to be Bo Horvat. Uh, with the amount of goals. He has 16 goals up to this point in the season. Uh, but ice time as well, Quinn Hughes just shy of 25 minutes. I don't think that's a, that comes as a huge surprise up to any point. But here's the other one, eh? Like, Elias Pettersson, 10 goals on the year, all 10 of them in even strength. Sorry, Elias Pettersson has 25 blocks on the season? Blocked shots? Are you yeah. seeing this? Yeah. He has 25 blocked shots. The next highest forward, I, I, can't, even, I can't even find it. Like, oh, I know it's pretty small font. I literally don't think there's a forward well, that's even close. JT to that. Miller has 14. Yeah, that's the second highest. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, sorry. Go on. This is why Kyle Burrows shows up so well in the dog. Look at what Burrows does in 11 games. He got 22 shot blocks and yeah. 35 hits. Yeah, that's a dog like that. And quickly about Kyle Burrows. Here's the thing: if we would have been watching this game with Riley Stillman in the lineup, we would have been talking about something Riley Stillman did. Anything. Anything Kyle Burrows do yesterday? He didn't do anything. He had the lowest Corsi rating. Found that out in the statsies. I don't care. He didn't look bad. <laughs> he didn't look bad no, at he all. Didn't. He, he didn't. Did, he was one of those situations he where, he, hey, if he's your sixth defenseman in the lineup and you don't talk about him, good game. He did get benched in the third. Yeah, totally. But yeah, so did Tyler Myers. Sure. Uh, no, he didn't. They were still rotating Tyler well, Myers. Oh, no. Myers played 35 seconds played, in the last six minutes. Yeah, he, yeah, sure. But that's, that's Burrows benched. was for longer. Anyways, okay. We're arguing semantics now. Yeah. No, I just say, I tell you what, I, yeah, I like the lineup a lot better with Kyle Burrows in there. And I just, it just takes a little bit of pressure off of Luke Shen to, to be the guy who always has to fight. Yeah. Right. And Luke Shen, 86 it, hits on the season. I'm sorry. Oh, I keep being drawn to this hit stat. I know. I know you like, you like the hits. Any other stat that sticks out for you? I mean, I mean, Quinn Hughes with zero goals, 18 assists, you know, he's more than a point per game off of his assist. That's, that's obviously impressive, but Hey, JT Miller had a minus 10 as well. Yeah. That's not surprising. It's just a number that pops off the page to me. Yeah. It's... I, I don't want to keep talking about JT Miller. Like, okay. I, I, I don't. We'll, 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 we'll get to it. He's got 10 goals. Look, guy's on pace for what? 40, 40 goals in the year? There you go. What do you think about Pedersen not having a power play goal? What do you think that comes from? <laughs> Being really good at 5-on-5? Five five? Okay. Also, him rotating on? to the top of the 
top of the zone last night. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Quinn Hughes at the net front. Give me Tyler Myers at the net front. Give me Elias Pettersson at the top. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love that. And again, like, he can get the shot through from yeah. the top, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I like that different look. And again, we saw the Edmonton Oilers power play do that a lot last year, right? Like, everybody rotating, right? Like, everybody on that power play playing every single spot, basically. That's something that the Canucks could add. Like, they have the players to do it. Yeah, Colorado looks really good doing that. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, they look good doing I'd that. Like to see the, I'd like to see it. And I know the Canucks' power play isn't bad or anything, but... But the Avalanche I, are clicking at 35%. Yeah, they, exactly. They have more talent still, yeah. but not much. If you're no. just talking about, like, power play scoring, not much. Like, because that's where JT Miller does his best work. It's just kill McCarr. Kill McCarr and Nate McKinnon. No, I tell you what, man. Kill McCarr. That guy looks good. Not as many goals as uh, Bo Horvat. No, not as many as Horvat. That's yeah. for sure. What's okay. another? Somebody brought up a good stat here. Oh, Jeff brought up uh, Kuzmenko with zero hits. It's kind of crazy. I, I, I think the league's against Kuzmenko. Sorry? I seen, I've seen hits. I've been in the press box, and I've looked down the line, and I've yelled at everyone, there's Kuzmenko's first hit. Nobody reacts to me in the in the press box, but I think it's yeah. I've seen hits from Kuzmenko. I tell you, I tweeted out the other day. I was rattled about. It. He had two different occasions where it was like three quarters of a hit. Him and Thatcher you Demko. Give him, one. him and Thatcher Demko are the only players without a hit. And Spencer Martin. Well, Spencer Martin's working on it though. Yeah, he's working. Uh, okay, uh, can we talk about Elias Petterson? Oh this yeah, because I got graphics too. I texted you and I said, "Hey, we got to make sure we talk about Elias Petterson today because what a game for Elias Petterson and." I don't know if you ever look at this when you do your job. Do you ever look back and say, there's things I regret not making a fuss about or talking about more or bringing it into the media sphere? No, I make like enough of a, a fuss on everything, so I'm feeling pretty good about my... Because uh... mine mine stands out after last night, and it's something I'll kick myself for forever, and I'm going to try to make sure it doesn't happen again. I've I've always, and I've talked about it in the past, I'm not, you know... Like, I just didn't talk about it enough, I don't think. Elias Patterson in, in a matchup role. They did that in the last game. Like, I, we always talk about it. It feels like so long ago, but it also feels so recent. That game where it looked like Elias Patterson was going to turn the corner and become the Canucks shutdown guy, goes toe-to-toe with Matt Barzell. It was their final game before they, uh, the COVID cancellation, right? Plays in a matchup role there. Does extremely well. They play in the playoffs. He does well there, too. I met my future wife on that night. Okay. Uh, Just so you know. St. Louis Blues are the matchup that Elias Patterson basically can't handle with Ryan Mm. O'Reilly there, which is fair. Like, he was a young kid. Still scored really well in that bubble playoffs, but Canucks basically had him in that matchup role over Minnesota. It it worked. It worked against Minnesota. Ryan O'Reilly was a different story. They had to kind of move away from it, but, like... Let's not forget that this team was using, you know, like your Jay Beagles, your Brandon Sutters in that shutdown role as the hard match of first line players when Travis Green was the coach of this team. Like that was what we had before. And now it's um it's moved away from that. But the past two seasons when they lose these guys, right? Like your Beagles, your Sutters, it mattered a lot more than I don't than I think anybody thought it would. Like Wyatt had a line in the Stanchies last night that made me laugh because he wrote like the Canucks penalty kill so far this season has made you wonder if Jay Beagle was actually underpaid when he was here, <laughs> right? Like, Damn. like they don't have that matchup center, right? Like Pedersen showed early signs of it, right? Like in, in that season, and again, like like I pointed out, he got overpowered by Ryan O'Reilly, who's a great two way center. Right? Like, there's a guy who's on Selkie ballots. Okay? They don't try it again. Uh, B 
basically ever, right? Like they move away from it. And I'm not just talking about Travis Green. I'm talking about Bruce Boudreaux as well. Bruce Boudreaux hasn't really used PD in that matchup role. Uh, Pedersen told Ian McIntyre Sports, and I believe it was just a one-on-one conversation, but IMAC was the one who tweeted out, that Pedersen's been kind of lobbying Bruce Boudreaux to get those matchup minutes. And what we know about Bruce Boudreaux as a coach is what he told us last year when he said, you know, guys like uh, PD and Quinn came up to me and said they want to kill penalties, so they're going to until they prove that they can't do it. So he always tries to give the people oppor- the players opportunities, but it sure seemed like it was a while before they moved back to Elias Pettersson in that spot. And again, you know, how many games they played this year? 20? Took them 20 games to get Elias Pettersson into that matchup role. I would say since game one, Pettersson's looked capable of handling those minutes and handling that role as the matchup center. Yeah. To add to that, do you think anybody, like, Pedersen wants it more than anybody else. Yeah. He wants that. He wants to be the number one center. And he made it clear. Yeah, he's made it clear. He wants that more than, like, Bo Horvat wants that or more than J.T. Miller wants that. Like, the way that I just see, like, from this is just for me watching him play. Like, I, you know, I think J.T. Miller really likes putting up points. I think he loves doing that and doing the offensive thing. But to me, Pedersen wants to go one-on-one with the best and beat him more than anybody on this team, I think. And that's when you get the best out of him, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no other way to say it is that, this is the guy that you do want to build a franchise around, right? Mm-hmm. Like you let him come into that role. And again, I, I, he did it last night and he's been lobbying Boudreaux for it. I don't think we're seeing Pedersen move out of that. Like you look at who's on the docket here. Like I think we see it in Vegas. Obviously we see it in San Jose. Like San Jose, he can handle that matchup against San Jose's top guns. He's going to go toe to toe with Jack Eichel. Like, I think that's what we're going to see. That's what I think we should see. And again, um, I feel like matchups never get talked about like a ton, but they should be with Elias Pettersson right now. Like Elias Pettersson should be in that role. Um, and again, this is this is the quote from Pettersson. He said to IMAC, I love it. I want to play against the best line, the best players. I mentioned to Bruce that I'm ready if he wants to play me there. He's shown he's ready to be there like all season long. And again, what I'm going back to when I said at the start, your biggest regret. My biggest regret is not calling for this earlier and saying like, especially when the team was struggling early on, is saying like, hey, Elise Patterson is this team's best two-way center. It's clear. It's been clear for a while now, and he's not getting the best matchups. Like, he's not playing the top minutes, and the other lines are getting caved in. Like, Yeah. You want to see something ridiculous? Alex, can you pull up the uh, Patterson isolated impact as we cut away from the 12-minute the isocam on quads there? this It's just it's ridiculous how much better the Canucks are on the ice with Patterson. Like, seeing the expected goals go up 11% with Patterson on the ice, seeing the expected goals against go down eight percent when Pedersen's on the ice what he's doing at five on five is just ridiculous like the defending and and you can kind of see here on YouTube for everyone watching here and on the podcast but we'll break it down for the podcast listeners like Pedersen's defending of the slot and the crease is so impressive not so much the crease I think a little bit because you know that's not necessarily his area but the 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 area of the slot that's being changed like how he just does a good job defending that is incredible it's it's wild to see also at defensively like the other thing, can you pull this one up, Alex, the spray chart? Because Pedersen isn't just shooting from one side of the ice. He's It's all over. It's perfectly. It's basically perfectly spread out from where Pedersen is taking his shots from. And it's like he's going to the slot. He's getting a majority of his shot attempts from the slot, but he's getting shots from outside on the left, on the right. It's just I. this is the best I've seen Pedersen and, like, just play the game of hockey. Like, obviously, he's not scoring like he did in the first 10 games of his career. Like, that was a ridiculous amount. But right now, the hockey that... Pedersen is playing as a whole quads a whole 
as a whole, this is the best we've seen of Pedersen, I think, up to this point. And yeah, all the minutes to Pedersen, all the number one matchups, I, th- I think he's ready for it and ready to take that on and, and take that step because that's still a step that I think he needs to take in his career. And he's definitely, you know, he's at half stride mark at this point. He's almost there. So I think he's ready to take the full step and be there. Yeah, exactly. And I think this is the progression that everybody kind of wanted to see from Elias Pedersen. He's really coming into his own uh, mm-hmm. as one of the game, like as one of the game's best two-way centers. But hey, like... As much as we like to talk about and fans like to say, oh, well, he should he should be up for the Selkie. You're not going to be up for the Selkie if you're not playing against top lines. Right. Like, you just, you have to play against the opposition's best to get that reputation. Like, Patrice Bergeron didn't get that reputation by matching up against third lines. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not, that's not what happens. Yeah, so, I felt that as a message yesterday of Pedersen taking center ice against Nathan McKinnon to start the game. And yeah. then they go score. It's like... Feed me more, brother. Yeah, exactly. Like Ryback. Like Ryback. Yeah. There's a pull. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I got a prospects report. Right? Go ahead. Are we good for that, or you got anything else you want to I got nothing to? else. You're done for the week. It's your last little bit. You're done. My last prospects. Bit. I got talk that to, way. Uh, talk to you listeners on Monday. All right. Blow me up here, Alex. I'm ready to, ready to rock here. I got prospects here. We'll start with this. This is uh, the, the, vid, the, the movie Holes. You remember this movie? Uh, yes. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Good movie, I think, in general. It's a great movie. Uh, okay, let's get started with uh, Lucas Forcell here. Lucas Forcell yesterday, um, so he's playing the Elsvenskin. We all know that. Let's get the video going here. Um, this is a look at so much confidence in this kid. I forget what they call this move here, the skate when you're going sideways. Someone let me know in the chat, but just skates around the ice, a lot of confidence, moves the puck, comes back and wires a slap shot pass. This is a 3-3 game here, uh, and uh, Lucas Forcell scores the game winner. This is yesterday in Elsvenskin. He's now matched with uh, Jonathan LeCaramacchi, same amount of goals. 19-year-old Lucas Forcell, by the way. He's not... Uh, He's not the 23-year-old prospect. He's the you know young buck still. So uh, good stuff from Lucas Forcell, seeing a little bit more confidence in him as he's playing in the Elspenskin. Love to see that. I, I think Forcell is a player who plays, has so much skill, but I like the way that he plays, like how hard he plays a lot of the time as well too. He uses his skating. He uses his skill, um, but we also really like what he does um, just kind of physically and things like that. Like he's He's a finesse player who gets in the dirty areas, and I like that. So let's get to our next one here. This is our boy here. Quads. Philip Johansson. He scores a game winner today as well. We're looking at a 0-0 game here in the second period. They end up winning 3-0, so Philip Johansson gets the game winner. Um, the defenseman, right shot defenseman. He's coming over here next year. He's got a couple of McDonald's logos there on his buttocks, uh, as you can see in the video if you're watching here on YouTube. Look at that McDonald's sponsorship on the pants. Double-cheeked up with McDonald's. <laughs> All right, let's, let's call the let's finish the prospect report there. Um, so that's the prospect report. Uh, can we get to the um, get to the Betway bet, which is already over? Um, I did the Betway bet today. Uh, Betway, Betway. Josh Allen did hit the plus two fifty. I you got to check all this out on the Canucks Army uh, Twitter account in the morning. Um, so. So Josh Allen, he already got his 250. Kirk Cousins, he plays tonight. He's playing the, the Patriots at, uh, I don't know, 5, five o'clock tonight, uh, 250 passing yards. So this Betway bet doesn't help at all. So uh, check um, out Betway. But though. go to Betway, um, bet the responsible way, and we'll look for the videos. Every morning I put them up. I'm at 9 a.m. I'm up. 
you can tell the days where I haven't had my coffee in those videos, some of them that I'm doing, because they I got big bags under my eyes, or and I, or my eyes aren't even open in half of them. So if I have if my eyes aren't open, then I haven't had my coffee yet. If my eyes are wide open, I probably just had my coffee for the Betway video. Fantastic. Um, the chat was cracking me up during that prospect report, and it was topped off by you saying "double cheeked up with McDonald's." It's <laughs> a really good, it's a really good interaction That's in the chat, really and good, folks. Good way to send you off into the weekend. Don't forget to the subscribe. <laughs> don't forget to subscribe to the Canucks Army YouTube channel. I have a tweet up now. You can go check it out on my Twitter account. Uh, we need those subscribers on the Canucks Army. Yeah, because uh, once Sluts Nation Network sees what's going on here, I don't think they're gonna. <laughs> We're gonna get pulled off the air, so we need our own channel. Yeah. Uh, okay. I I really want to read all these from the chat because they're really good. I think everyone else is just reading it. Yeah. And poor Corey Anderson says, I finally hit a live stream, and the this is this yeah, is the one. Yeah, poor Corey. This is Corey's first live. Corey, stream. we're happy to have you here, though. Yeah. And uh, Commander Vander and everything. Anything you want to say? You're taking the weekend off here. The rich keep getting richer. You got Fridays off now. Harm's going to be in here tomorrow, so we're pumped about that. Anything else? No. All right. This is a fun episode. Jeez, a bird almost flew into the window. What's happening right oh now? Oh, my gosh. That thing's a like... bird just flew directly down there. I saw that. Okay. Uh, wrap it up. <laughs> that's my job. You Sorry. Yeah, that's my job. Yeah, you, you're going to do ad reads and everything tomorrow. Or I'll call in. I'll call in and, uh, yeah. Um, There's the whole thing right there. You yeah. can stop. Go to the YouTube uh, channel. Yeah. Click it. Fill all the. <laughs> Never mind. Just, just, just subscribe to the channel, folks. What a tire fire of a show. Uh, okay. For my co host, Chris Faber, uh, I'll be replaced by Holman Dial uh, tomorrow. Uh, our technical producer is Alex Lard. There's too much holes going my on name's here in the David chat. Kujali. The chat is out of control. Yeah. My name is David Cushelli. Uh Thank you so much. We'll see you in another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.